You are listening to HHS bonus content from the Hillbilly Horror Stories Network. This bonus content is released during the week for your listening pleasure while awaiting the release of Sunday's actual Hillbilly Horror Stories episode. All bonus content will be listed as HHS Presents or HHS Midweek while the actual Hillbilly Horror Stories episodes will have only an episode number and the title listed, for example, 187, The Kentucky Vampires. Those episodes are a longer deep dive into a particular subject. If you are new to the show and the bonuses aren't your style, get the full-length episode to try. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to episode 22 of Fear of the Week with author Leslie Fear. She'll be by in a little bit. I'm Jerry, and this is Kristen. Hello. Well, that was just so matter-of-fact. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I am Kristen. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Some off dragnet or something. <laughs> All right. Our story tonight. We talked about people last week that were quarantined during the coronavirus in haunted houses. Mm-hmm. This one even takes that to a different level. Man a- forced to quarantine in a ghost town with a gruesome past. Brent Underwood learned a tough lesson. Don't spend millions on a ghost town in which you wouldn't want to self-isolate. The 32-year-old marketer took sheltering in place to the next level when he became trapped in a California ghost town he recently purchased. The problem is there's no running water and a snowstorm has him trapped. Plus, it may be haunted. A whole entire town? A whole entire town. When I first got here, I was in a t-shirt and enjoying myself. Underwood tells the post, and then it snowed for four days straight, and now there's no way to get out. He brought Cerro Gordo, a former silver mining town with a murderous history, for $1.4 million in 2018. Now, aside from monthly visits, Underwood has largely left it in care of his full-time live-in caretaker of 21 years, Robert Desmarais. When the scope of the coronavirus pandemic became clear, Underwood agreed to take over duties for a week while Desmarais checked in on his wife in Arizona. But that was about a month ago. Now he's stuck in the ghost town under five feet of snow. In the absolute worst case scenario, there's snowshoes here and the road is seven miles long down a steep hill, he said. But that will only get him to a 35-person town (laughs) without a grocery store. What the heck? They're talking about a metropolis. Yeah. And he's found himself out of breath after snowshoeing for several yards. The closest town with a grocery store is 26 miles away. You're not getting there on snowshoes. Heck no. He's been melting snow for water, and while he's out of bread and vegetables, he has enough rice and canned tuna to get him through till the snow thaws. He remains in good spirits for now, but a different type of spirit is giving him trouble. Underwood says that he was aware of a 22-building town's violent reputation when he bought it, adding that it once had one murder per week. A TV show called Ghost Adventures once investigated the town and found that it was haunted by the ghost of two children who died after being trapped in a closet. Oh, wow. That's cool. I stay in a room with the child's closets, says Underwood, but I have yet to see them. But that doesn't mean spooky things aren't happening in Cerro Gordo during the lockdown. Things are moving around. I'm seeing curtains move. I'm hearing things in the night, he says. There's no draft, but things drop inside of houses. In addition to the general ambiance of the otherworldliness, in light 
A light in the bunkhouse keeps turning on, and his wallet recently disappeared for two days only to reappear in the town hotel. What the heck? That's really strange when your wallet's disappearing and you're the only person there. Oh my gosh. That was a bit freaky, he admits, but he believes that the spirits are peaceful. For the most part, I leave the ghost alone and they leave me alone, Underwood says. They're robbing him. I I try to respect their space. Anytime you're in a town and expect to see nothing and hear nothing, when you do, your mind is on heightened alert, he adds. Despite all the jitters, Underwood finds the town beautiful and the prospect of returning to society is not wholly appealing. If I don't look at my phone or, or my computer, it's like nothing happened, he says. When I do look at the news and I see how chaotic and terrible things are, there's a part of me that isn't in a huge rush to re-enter the, the real world. He also takes strength from the town's history, knowing it's weathered similar storms. It's been through many pandemics, including the Spanish influenza, he said, and it's still standing. Underwood is passing the time fixing up and finding artifacts on the property, going on hikes and remotely managing his five employees in Austin, Texas, via satellite internet. Occasionally, consulting with a pair of crows, Desmarais named Heckle and Jekyll. So there's a couple of crows there that he talks to. He he really is going loony. If I'm working through something at work, I'll tell Jekyll about it, he said. I think I'll talk to myself through talking to the animals. This is so bizarre. He plans to return to Austin to quarantine when he is able to, but in the meantime, he feels as though he's done a proper job of secluding himself from humanity and the virus currently wreaking havoc on it. As the world's trying to isolate themselves, there's not much further isolation you can do than an abandoned ghost town, he says. I'm trying to embrace it. I have so many questions. Okay, first of all, if he's stranded to the point where he has nothing to drink, barely any food. You're going to say there's anything else. How's he going on hikes and stuff? Well, not even that, but like, but he's still able to communicate with his coworkers. Why is he not like... Have them bring them Having something? them, well, not uh, be like, help, I'm in danger. Send like a helicopter if that's the only thing that can come get me. And two, what is he, so is he just, he just bought this town for all this money. And is he, what is he like going to fix it up and have people live in it? Or what's the purpose? Well, I mean, it's a ghost town. I'm sure he's going to turn it into a tourist attraction. Yeah. So Which, there's plenty of those around. So t- did it snow bad in California at some point that I missed? Well, he got five. He said he got five feet Jesus. of snow. Because we didn't hardly get any snow here. No. And California, I mean, do they usually get a lot of snow? Well, see, here's what people don't think about with California. When you think about California, you usually think L.A. and stuff like that where it's sunny. But when you go up north to California, northern California is like on even par going across with like Nebraska and mm-hmm. Colorado mm, yeah. and all that. So they're up. The, the northern part is in the middle part of the United States. So it's in that same belt that it gets no plus. You got a lot of mountains and stuff in, in uh, California. And on some sides of those mountains, it yeah. snows like crazy. I guess that makes sense. I just never really knew. That's because everybody thinks the warm weather of California. They don't ever think of, they don't ever think about Northern California, really. Yeah, I mean, they get the a only, lot of snow up in the mountains. The only thing I really know about California is like how Tupac explains it in his song. Yeah, with an auto tune. <laughs> is that how he explains it? <laughs> that they know how to party. They do. They know how to party. In the wild, wild west. And and the like Kardashians. It. That's all anybody knows. Oh God, yeah, they're from California too, aren't they? Calabasas. Oh yeah. All right, let's listen to Leslie right after this break from our sponsor. 
listening to the fear of the week. With author Leslie Fear. Hey guys, welcome to episode 22 of the Fear of the Week with author Leslie Fear. You can get all of her books on Amazon.com. Leslie, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Yes, you can get all my books on Amazon.com. Just go over there. It's very easy. Just one click. One little click, you're on it. Read them. Yeah, it's awesome. Guys, check it out. Check them out. They're good. They are. So Leslie, <laughs> I understand that you have some uh, unique medical facts to share with us today, so I'm interested to hear this. The last two episodes have been really cool, so I'm expecting none none uh, less today. So go ahead. You know me. I, I deliver. <laughs> Every time. Because you know yes, why? You. I'm so cool. Because you're awesome. I know. Thank you for recognizing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, enough of that. Okay, did you know that your stomach acid can dissolve razor blades? What? Mm-hmm. Razor blades? Razor blades. The- now, it can't dissolve gum for some reason, but razor blades, your history. <laughs> Yeah, gum is more like a rubber, though, and that's that's one of the things acid really doesn't work on. It's why you can wear rubber gloves when you work with acid. Well, I tell you what, I I don't even understand that. But speaking of stomachs, <laughs> did you know you get a new stomach lining every three to four days? I did not know that. Mm-hmm. That's kind of gross, but it's pretty cool. Probably because of the, your- our stomach, uh, of the acid, our stomach has to reline itself. That's why you should eat very well, people. I'd be more interested in finding out about that, how that process works. Because, I mean, does it like, do you shed like you're interlining all at once? Or is it just a little bit over a course of days? Or I have a feeling that like, it just breaks it down and your body has to make a new one. Because obviously it's, it can go through a razor blade. I bet your own stomach acid, you know, so you, it's probably that, that immune system too in your stomach that kind of helps keep it strong. Like, you know how, you know, some days you just don't feel really well and you have a stomach ache or mm-hmm. whatever. I'm wondering if some of that's just because your your lining's just not that great that day or something. Who knows? Could be. Maybe well, so. That, but that yeah. sounds painful, though. Or maybe you watched a John Travolta movie the night before. It could be anything. <laughs> Are you making him watch them? Are you doing it? <laughs> <laughs> I love John Travolta. I, you know... I do too, and I guess I just saw. I guess yesterday, CBS is now doing the CBS Evening Movies again. Remember back like in the eighties or nineties when oh, these? Oh yeah, they're, they're coming back to all those again. That's awesome! I, I love that. I think everything's really going great. back to like nineteen ninety. If you think about yeah. it, you know, it's like everybody. Mm-hmm. No one's you know doing. Everybody's doing everything the hard way now. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh That's my god, true. we're having to we're having to put puzzles together. What what are puzzles? Um, yeah, uh, I know my Kristen has been on a puzzle kick and now as she goes to the store to look for one, she's just so upset because nobody has them. So everybody's doing puzzles. Oh, they are. Like everybody. Oh, they are. They, mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not on the shelves anywhere now. I can't, I can't get into the puzzle thing. I spent three days trying to put together this puzzle that was supposed to be a tiger. And then I found out it was a box of cornflakes. So Jerry Polly. Oh, you are crazy. See, I told you, another episode where you got to slap him. Mm-hmm. And don't discredit my John Travolta bit of news because everybody knows that grease upsets your stomach. You are so bad. 
<laughs> I just but guess what they advertise he's coming on he's coming on one of the CBS evening movies so you know what record it and play it a couple times for him he'll love it I, yeah I think I will he'll love it okay so well, that's go uh, o- that was only 10% of the of your cells are human did you know that I think we learned that in the last episode no, listen to this. We share 98.4% <laughs> of our DNA with chimps and 70% with a slug. Okay, I know what you I, oh. I got what you're saying now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 70% with a slug. Well, I that would explain people, me. Yeah, I know people that I would have thought that had been closer to 90, 95%. <laughs> like, I can not get like, out of bed. That's how he's looking at me while he's saying it. <laughs> just, just keep following those nails, right? I know it. I'm getting them sharp so just I can close eyes out. Just those nails. <laughs> She's mad enough where she could rip my face off. I know it. Like, See, we're, going, we're continuing with the John Travolta thing. Well, sh- oh. we do share oh. 98% of our DNA with chimps, so there you got half mm-hmm. of that right. Blowing <laughs> yeah. his face off. Yeah. So an adult has fewer bones than a baby. Did you know? How Why? could that be possible? Well, babies' bones fuse together. They are born with 300. We are we end up with 206. Well, I'll be dang. Oh, no. I would have never guessed that. I can hear you filing. <gasps> Sorry. Can you? <laughs> okay, I won't do it no more. It was really loud. No. <laughs> I already knew. I just didn't say nothing. <laughs> can you hear it? Well, baby, you can, you're... Literally uh, less than a foot away from the microphone. How can you not hear? <laughs> My bad. Hey, you know what? I don't care. You file. I I, I can mm. I can do that and listen to the dog snore. My dog is underneath me, and I can't believe she's not snoring right now. <laughs> okay, so except everyone has a unique smell, except for identical twins who smell exactly alike. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. And you wouldn't think identical. I mean, they're still different people, but they smell exactly right. alike. They just share enough of the DNA together that they, they don't differentiate in their smell. Isn't that weird? Mm, that's very weird. I probably wouldn't have even realized that everybody has a, a unique smell. I mean, because, you know, I, I would have thought that it's, they're probably so close that you don't really even realize true, it. True, true. It's a pheromone thing, too, you know, when, when you're either just relaxed or scared or aroused or whatever everything smells different you know on someone like have you ever noticed Mm -hmm. like and maybe not you jerry but with women i'll put perfume on and it's the same exact thing that my friend put on and it's to me it smells way better on her than on me and vice versa it's the same with guys and that's why you're also that's why you're also not supposed to like uh when you put it on you're not supposed to like rub your wrist together and stuff because it causes a chemical reaction oh really yeah, so like they tell you to spray it and kind of walk into mm-hmm. it. If you like spray one on one wrist and then rub your other wrist onto it, that can actually cause it to smell worse than it's supposed to. Oh, really? Okay. I used to, believe it or not, years ago, I owned my own uh, perfume and cologne company. Mm-hmm. Probably 35 years ago or so. Are you really serious? I'm being serious. <laughs> I, traveled, I traveled around the country door to door selling perfume and cologne. You're kidding me. I don't no. even think I knew that. Did you tell me that? Yeah, I told you that. Oh. It was uh, when my daughter Amber was born. So it hadn't even been that long ago. Then she, she, she just turned 27. Mm-hmm. So it was about 26 years ago. Wow. And you didn't know Boy. about the, the beaver? Well, no, the musk from the from the deer? I told you I knew all those facts. Oh, those. Okay. I, knew, I just didn't say anything. So when you were selling door to door, did you say, 
An interesting fact is, did you know this mescaline comes I didn't know it back then. <laughs> I didn't know it back then. That, that, I was like, I hope you didn't because I probably didn't get you a sale. Yeah, back when I was doing that is back when uh, Calvin Klein's obsession and uh, was really big for turn, uh, fraternity. Mm-hmm. So stupid to me. <laughs> Eternity. Eternity. And uh, Cool Water, all those had just really just came out uh, right. during the big cologne kick in the in the early 90s. Armani. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hugo Boss. Lagerfeld. Lagerfeld. That was a big one back Polo. then. Polo. Polo was huge back Polo then, was yeah. Huge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So actually, I, I, I did all that stuff, and, and uh, most of the oils come from Africa that they use <laughs> to make the cologne and perfume. I did not okay. know that. And then, and then 90% of the perfumes are done made in France, but the oils come from Africa. Wow. There you go. How about that? Well, hey, we'll just call this the Jerry Show today. Yeah, look, look at him knowing women's stuff. <laughs> hey, Jerry and Tracy, yes. did you guys know the heart creates enough pressure to squirt blood 30 feet in the air? I've heard something of that. I couldn't, I couldn't have told you the numbers, but I knew it could squirt extremely high. Wow. That's crazy. Well, I mean, if it can circulate it a thousand times a day, I guess that makes sense, right? It's like Mm -hmm. a blood geyser. It is. It is. Did you know that uh, humans are the only animals to produce emotional tears? Aww. I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, they can, they can, uh, other animals can tear up. We all know that. But actual emotional tears, only humans. Hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you know the strongest muscle in your uh, body is your tongue and the hardest bone is your jaw? I did know that from working in the dental field. <laughs> I knew about the tongue. I didn't know about the jaw. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Try, try to keep somebody's tongue still when you're in their mouth working. It's like, and then sometimes their jaw, too. You could, like, open open wider, and their jaws are, like, still, like a steel trap. You can't get it to come open anymore. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and especially, like, when you're, especially when you bite your tongue. Mm-hmm. And God, that's the worst oh thing ever. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> yeah. awful. That's terrible. I mean, your tongue heals really quickly, but still, dang. Yeah, but then you ended up biting it like in the same spot three different I know. times. <laughs> like, I think that's it. because it swells up though when it sticks out that's a little true. further. Yeah, so it does. But dang it, those chips are good, and I'm going to keep going. <laughs> I hate burning my tongue like on some hot oh, soup or something yeah. like that because then it's just got a funny feel to it for like mm-hmm. two days. Yeah, and you're just like, man, I want to really enjoy the soup, but I can't because it's hurting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, it screws everything up. It screws up your sense of taste and everything. It does, yeah. it does. But you know what? 80% of the brain is water. Did you know that? I think I did. I did not. 80% of it is water. That is so, that's just, I can't fathom that. So Why? if you dehydrated it, it would probably go to at least half of its It'd size. It probably looked like a little pack of ramen noodles. Huh. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Come on, I didn't get a reaction out of anybody on that one. Well, no, I was. It's, it's I immediately went to what kind of ramen noodles? And is it, I is immediately it the chicken went, or the beef. No, I immediately went to. Just the other day, Dakota said if she dies, she wants to come back as ramen noodles. Oh, they're so. Good. And that's what I. <laughs> she freaking loves those things. <laughs> Is there and it, they're so bad for you. Because I hate to tell her that's not the ideal situation to come back as a pack of food that somebody's going to eat and you're going to be gone. <laughs> that's maybe the true. First day. 
<laughs> well, you know, it's the, it's all the salt that's bad for you. If you just make them in water and then put your own seasoning in it, just lightly, then yeah. they're okay then. It's just the, yeah. the crap they come with isn't too good. Well, who wants to do that? Yeah, but she yeah. she don't actually. Sometimes she just puts barely a little bit in. Uh-huh. She don't put the whole thing in. Yeah. So. Yeah. so to me, that's better than a candy bar or, you know, something else. Oh, yeah. Pinky that, yeah. you know, can last up to, well, a thousand years after I die. Yeah, I would rather have that as well. Yeah. Uh, the candy and stuff. But you know what? Speaking of the brain. I mean, the noodles. Well, speaking of the brain, did you also know that it, it, it actually operates on 10 watts of power? Oh, well, that's cool. Well, Isn't I didn't cool? know that. I didn't know that, but my brain, I could consume it. <laughs> I'm sure you do. It, you're on 100 <laughs> watts, babe. Especially after that <laughs> wrapping. That was some oh, good Lord. wrapping, baby. Hmm. <laughs> no. <laughs> You gotta fight for your right <laughs> to party. You are doing it wait, good. Wait a minute. Kick it. <laughs> Kick it. <laughs> oh my God. I'm bursting from my soul. She said, I can redo that part. I said, absolutely no. not. <laughs> if you guys, listeners, if you have not heard Tracy rap on that short, I don't, I, it was from what? Yes today or yesterday was it from today it wasn't the short it was the was uh, 200 episode. oh it was 200 i'm sorry i listened to both of them so i couldn't remember which one yeah. it was on okay yeah i died laughing and i <laughs> was so entertained i think i listened to it almost twice all the way around i did i went back and listened to it some more because it was so good well <laughs> it was actually really a, pretty good <laughs> here's a little tidbit of information that nobody knows mm-hmm. uh if you remember Back in the day when she did Gangster Paradise, Tim Mullins put her vocal to the actual Coolio video. And uh, I'm just going to say, I think there might be something similar going on with this one. Well, oh, <laughs> Tress is holding out on us with her musical abilities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you sound like uh, Freddie Washington from uh, Welcome Back, Cotter. Well, I'm trying. Oh, I'm so glad you I identified <laughs> <laughs> I got one more, and then I got to okay. go. Now, okay. your body has enough iron in it to make three-inch nails. What yeah. in the world? To make one, I should have said that, one three-inch nail. Your body has enough say, iron it, in it. it. <laughs> I was going to say, is it three nails that are an inch long? Or, or three one three-inch nail? nail yeah, or? One nail, three-inch. Isn't well, that that's, cool? that's how much iron you have in your blood. Dang on it. I know. It's so cool. That's why when you taste it, you're like, oh, God. Uh, so yeah. if I get mad, I could poop out a nail? Um, well, I hope you wouldn't poop it out, but I guess if you wanted to, you could. I'd just call you Albert Fish. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's good. Anyway, guys, I got to go, and I'll uh, see myself out. So can you imagine your stomach lining pretty much getting eaten away and then replaced every three or four days i can i didn't know that it you know got replaced i know that there's i've heard of things like eating away at your stomach lining and stuff i just didn't know that you can regrow it that's pretty insane i mean and i'm trying to think how do you regrow it if it's the other one still there and being eaten away i mean is it like just grow behind it so that one wears away and it's there like i guess it's kind of like when animals like snakes skin. and stuff when mm-hmm. they shed their skin and all mm-hmm. that stuff. I guess it's kind of the same thing. Maybe the new one's in place and then the old one goes away. Yeah. I wish my fat would 
burn away. <laughs> I don't understand the body. The body's smart enough to where things don't bother it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it can't keep the, it, it doesn't create a stomach that can just maintain the acid. Mm-hmm. You would think that if it can, smart enough to regrow another stomach wall, that or, it could keep the first one from getting eaten away. Or if your body's so smart, then why is there so many stupid people in the world? I think the body and the brain are different. The brain is part of your body. <laughs> I had a flashback to the office when he said, when Dwight was doing the insurance, mm-hmm. and she's like, I think you mean a vagina. If you mean a vagina, I'd like that covered. Oh, yeah. Meredith. Yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. I love The Office. (laughs) Good job. All right. The other one, what I thought was good, was that the heart can squirt up to 30 feet in the air. Blood squirt blood up to 30 feet in the air. It's like your own geyser. It is. Yeah. A blood geyser. A blood geyser. So, anyways, it's been fun, guys, and we'll see you next week. Bye.